Hey. 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 Welcome. Welcome. To Which Way Is Up. Which Way Is Up podcast. Senor Aguas. Episode 8. How are you doing? Bro? Episode 8. Uh, forgive us, everyone out there. It's been we two weeks. Apologize. Yes, it's been too long. Too but long. we'll explain. Allow us to explain. Allow us to explain. A lot of things going on. Uh, recently, uh, I had a death in my family. My aunt, uh, aunt passed away. She passed away two Fridays ago. So I was down in North Carolina. Uh, we are doing the funeral everything else. Uh, beautiful woman. Beautiful woman. Her name was Cynthia D. Brower. Her name was Waters and Brower. Uh, it was amazing. After, I was effed up a little bit, but now I'm feeling better. You know what I mean? Feeling better. Moving on. Moving on day by day. Step by step. You know what I mean? Uh, we went down there. She she had stage 4 cancer. She beat stage 4 cancer uh, like in December. And then it came back. What month were we in? It came back like literally the end of January. And then she like pretty much, you know, said I'm going to go to heaven. So it was tough at the time, you know what I mean? But I'm good because I got all the words I want to say to her on earth. You dig what I'm saying? I hear you. So it was good. I was letting you vent. Good. Uh, a lot of people hitting me up. I appreciate people hitting me up. appreciate the condolences. Uh, I'm good. I'm swell. Uh, a lot. I think a lot of people were just heartbroken for me. Does that make sense? Absolutely. People were heartbroken for me. People were just hitting me up, crying and stuff like that. I, I wasn't like, I wasn't exactly 100% sure what to say. So I, I just... You know, we had that moment in the middle of the night. <laughs> it was like 4 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm good, baby. Nah, let, let me know. <laughs> Sometimes I think, like, being there is all I need. You know what I mean? I just wanted to be a friend. I, I don't have the right words. I didn't. What could I? There was nothing I could do. Sometimes you know? nothing you could say. You know right. what I mean? Just like, I'm there. And that's what you need. You know what I mean? I hear you. Some people are just like, hey, let's grieve together. I was like, what? I was like, come on, baby. We don't even know each other like that. You know what I mean? What the freak? <laughs> that's up. So a lot of people hit me up. I appreciate their condolences. What was great was uh, seeing how many people she touched, man. Like, I didn't even know. She was like, her hands were like everywhere. I showed you her house. Yes. Massive house, right? Huge. Huge house. Lived a in the mansion. Man- mansion, right? All the way in the, the Did backwards. you stay there the entire time you were out there? Yeah, I, I didn't stay there too long. But when, I, when we would go visit her, we stayed in the house. She bought that house maybe five years ago, five years, six, six years ago. And she showed me this big, massive mansion. I was like, are you sure you want this house? And she said, well, God said we can live in mansions in heaven. Why can't we live in on earth? And she, was, <laughs> she said that to you. Yeah, straight up. and <laughs> Straight like the Jeffersons. Eight bedrooms. You saw how massive that thing was. And there's like another house. I stayed in the guest house and stuff like that. So it was dope. Uh, it was dope seeing all my cousins. Uh, my cousin. Is that is that the first time you're all together? You know, yeah, man. Like my one of my cousins. I haven't seen since I was Dang near fifteen. Remarkable what death will do, right? Yeah, with the dude with the dreadlocks. No, what I'm just saying, remarkable the death will be the reason why you all get together for the first time. Yeah, he spent some he spent some time spent some time in a uh, another location. Who? Uh, my cousin spent another time. So that was the first oh. time I see you know what I mean? <laughs> that was the first time I seen him in a while. And I can tell whatever rap he was into, because I mentioned KRS one in the car, and he's like, the death, the ruler, the chopper, the ruler. And I was like, he's <laughs> a fan, he's a fan. I was like that. Uh, so seeing my cousins meeting up, uh, me and my brother, we missed the wake. We're supposed to go down there Saturday, Friday, Friday? I left Friday, I left school Friday, but we're supposed to get there. We got there mad late, so we missed the wake. So Saturday, my pop's like, you want to speak at the funeral? So I went up, and... Uh, she told us a couple of jokes, you know what I mean? It's hard to get through, but told us a couple of jokes. But sometimes I think, like, comedy is what people need, man. You know what I mean? 
comedy sometimes people grieve in different ways different ways that was that's your way because you that's your safe zone that's where you feel best some people need to be alone right i needed that i like the aloneness on the train stuff but uh yeah told some jokes went over well it was funny because me and my dad were talking and he did the eulogy right and he was telling me this funny story because we happened to be there when the story happened because my aunt is dating like a he's a doctor like doctor prestige and she's a country girl and he's like just the sweetest person he calls her honey my honey my baby and he's always sweet and one time he got fed up with her and like shut her up and it was the funniest thing because she's like talking about a book they write books and he kept asking this question and she goes "Ah, whatever he goes cynthia enough (laughs) (laughs) that's his voice that's his voice he goes enough and everybody was shocked because he never like raised his voice and me and my dad's like hey you need some chicken let's go ahead and get it let's go ahead and get out of here let's get that man some chicken so my pops like you want to tell that story i said no pops you go ahead tell that story i'm gonna go ahead and tell some other stories but yeah it's good man my family's good everything else is out there i'm glad you're better yeah, here we are. Good. Here we are. We're just gonna. What about you? You were gone too. So right, you're I, the you know, mountains. I have a, a second job. I work a fourth job. Yeah, really. Right. <laughs> I I go up to work with kids with special needs. Um, I was actually out there while I was out there. We I spoke a lot. I try to reach out to you, but the service is terrible. Straight in those Moses mountains. Yeah, I know. I'm 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 all the way up there. It's about two and a half hour away from the city. Um, actually had some good dialogue with some of the some of the other staff there, some people that I've made friends with. We were actually talking about the podcast. Um, it was good. It was good. It was just the way we were away for too long, and, and not only that. So I we I do this. I, we couldn't do it this week, but I do this. I do. I go to school. I have work, full time job, just like, and I do the side project. So it was a few things that were in the way. Um, it's not a good enough excuse, but this is why we weren't able to put out some content. But we got you. We're back. We're back. We're and we're going to go over everything that we missed. First thing, your girl, uh, the king of the Bronx, Cardi B. <laughs> back to Cardi B. King of, king of the Bronx, Cardi B. Uh, we're texting, even though we didn't do the podcast, we're texting that last week the number one trending topic was surviving Cardi B. Surviving Cardi B. Yeah, I like the way they, I like the way they put that. Surviving Cardi B. She was. Uh, she said when she before she got on when she was a stripper, she was she was was it Percocets? She was like pretty much drugging dudes up, and then robbing them. Right. Right. And I was like, what else do you expect from a stripper? Like, what do you expect she's gonna do? I know that she mentioned something about um, rappers do all these other things before they make it to to fame. And why is her story any different? I feel her on that. I do feel her on that. It's just like, you know, you had to do what you had to do to make it. You know what I mean? You know stripping is not forever. You never met no 60-year-old stripper before. You know what I mean? Depends on where you go. Depends on where you go. Actually, I have met one. She was a, when I lived in the Netherlands, like in the red light district, it goes by like money. And the further you go back, the poorer they go. And there's like 60-year-old prostitutes and everything right. else. Mm-hmm. I said, who's grandma out here? Going? I said, get out of here. I said, oh, all right, no problem. But oh, man, that was interesting. You got to do what you got to do. A lot of people have like shaky past before. They do them. Barry White used to rob people too, as fat as he was. Barry, Barry White? Barry White, the Is this singer. a true story? True story. He used to rob I didn't people. Know that. He was like singing and robbing you after that. That's terrible. What else? Uh, Cardi B is robbing people. You sent me that. You 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 sent me a funny story about the Arby's about the Arby's manager. Oh, the Arby's manager that shot and killed a customer 
What do you? Because they got the order wrong. He got the. What was, he, was he disrespected? It was because of the way she they spoke to him. And he went back at Arby's employee. And I don't know who was shooting people over Arby's. I didn't even know that food was that good. No. You know what I mean? No, no. Have you ever ate there before? No, I no, I don't like their menu. <laughs> that's what you don't like about I've it? Ne- I've you looked at it once. I'm like, mm, that's not for me. Not even sample the food. Just don't like the way it looks. No. I'm, I'm the hat okay. throws you off. I can go through life without it. I'll be fine. I could see if the manager worked for Chick-fil-A. You know Chick-fil-A what I mean? Chick-fil-A now. That's something to shoot somebody Somebody for. has to go. Someone's got somebody to go. If especially go. Saturday night, ain't <laughs> <laughs> no Chick-fil-A Sunday, you got to go, I man. I don't know what they sprinkled on there, man, but that thing is delicious. Do you you like the Chick-fil-A sauce? Uh, I'm, I'm just like... Really? Yeah, I really like the chicken sandwich. Very basic, like chicken, a, a, a Kraft cheese slice on there, and one... One uh, pickle on the top, like that's so my, you get the number one. Yeah, I'm, I get the deluxe. It's the it's so good. Now I don't know if they do it here, but down south, you can order the literally the Tupperware that the sauce comes in. Oh, you were telling me about this that you would. So th- I would, <laughs> I would go there and buy it for like four dollars, get nothing but Chick Fil A sauce, and I'd be dipping everything. it in Doritos, <laughs> hot dogs, and be like, "Where'd you get this sauce from? Chick Fil A? Chick Fil A." They're like what? I would have to pay the dude maybe like twenty dollars. Hey, go inside the uh, go inside the uh, what do you call it? the storage and get me some of them sauces packages and stuff <laughs> like that. So yeah, 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 yeah. But shout out to the Arby's worker. You know what I mean? He's serving his time. He's gonna it's be a, gone. It's a female. Oh yeah, it's a young lady. You know what? Fast food. Fast food is hard. It's a rough industry. It's a rough industry for the employees. For the employees, no need to kill somebody, but it's rough. People yeah. don't give an f about you. When you serve food, it's rough. I've I've worked in a few fast food chains. Uh, I won't name them, but it was a interesting experience to say the least. I worked at a Burger King before. Uh, I worked at a Burger King. Let me tell you something. It was fun until my brother worked with me, and it didn't. It sucked because we were at a mall, and when I would wash the dishes, I would stack them up to the like to the top. He would come by and knock all the dishes down on the ground on purpose, (laughs) (laughs) on purpose, on purpose. and just yell out and knock all the dishes down. And we had a sergeant, a drill sergeant, who was a manager of Burger King. So he tried to treat us like we're in the military. He tried to give us pep talks when it's 12 o'clock. It's 12 o'clock. Lunch crowd's coming. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. Did he stand up on the counter? His name was Gene. His name, we called him Mean Gene. No, he was just, he's like a little skinny man. And he goes, when I was in the military, I used to bark order at trees. <laughs> is that true? Did you, is that true? I've never barked at a tree No, before. really? No, I have morals and values and whatnot. They said that some some guys that aren't like tough, they would have to practice their command on trees. Oh, I've never seen. I didn't have to worry about that. So he was screaming at trees. He told me he used to scream no, at trees. I had it. I had it. <laughs> scream I, at trees. I was built. And he goes, I'm used to people not giving me no emotion. I used to give. Is it true? I used to give commands to trees. That's what he said, Gene, and he used to be talking to us. It's twelve o'clock, lunch crowd coming. I just picture him yelling out, "This is Sparta." <laughs> this is, he's like, I don't watch movies. I know how to drop burgers, this and he is is, he could do all this stuff, but he couldn't make burgers real fast. He goes, "I'm a commander. I don't drop burgers." <laughs> he goes, "I'm a man the fence," and he would just put in the thing. Leader. What else? Oh, your boy Jesse Smollett. He got off. Yeah. That's fake. I, I, you know what? I have no words for him. Little to none. I'm surprised that happened in Chicago. I know you could buy off people, but I'm surprised that happened there. Mm, I can't even. If he messes up one more time, they're gonna throw the book at him. No comment. 
the book at him. He, the gay Tupac, go. He's back out. Gay Tupac, no back out out. But I'm going to say the gay O.J. Simpson. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> we know you did it. We know you did it. But we're celebrating your victory with you, man. Oh, oh, freak. I, I, this article. This article I sent you. Which one? Uh, about the Colombian, right? So if you the don't. Young, the family, right? It's the like a family. family. Right, right, right. Walk me through it. I'm going I'm to walk you through it. I'm going to read you the read article. You read so much stuff throughout the week, so. It is. I, was, I, love, I always like funny articles. So if you don't know, a Colombian custom officer, right? Those are the people that work at the airport that pretty much stop people from, or they're supposed to tax people, right? No, no. What they do is uh, they go through and see what you shouldn't have or you should be. So, like, for example, some people were, like, smuggling iPhones. Yes. And you're not allowed to bring a certain amount of iPhones. And then they'll stop you and say, all right, well, we'll tax you for the rest of these. So people were paying them off, right? So paying them off. So this is how it is. So this is how he caught Miami social media influencer who was haunted by designer bags, who flaunted designer bags, right? What happened was she's a Colombian born. Her name was Jenny. She's 26, goes to college in Miami, right? So she's buying expensive designer shoes and posting everything on Facebook because her father, Omar Ambilia, and mother, Erobachara, were customs officers in Colombia, right? So they, so they, <laughs> they're customs officers in Colombia. So what they're doing was they're getting paid off for doing everything else. So they sent all the money to the daughter in Miami to like hold off the money. Okay. Was that la- they're laundering the money there yeah. just to keep the money there, right? So she was supposed to lay low, and what she did was, as a 26 year old, she was going to jet setting trips. She got on Instagram. She had over 10,000 followers. And she tipped off the cops when she bought a three hundred thousand dollars Lamborghini. Three hundred thousand dollars Lamborghini. She set, she set herself up. Posted on Instagram. She did that to herself. And when they, they she paid it cash too. Cash. Well, there cash you go. To her ten thousand followers, and the police looked inside of her, and they arrested her and her family at the Colombian, the Colombian border. She deserved that. I, well, I won't say. What that would she you change that. if that, that was you? What would you change if that was you? So if you. Just saying, if you someone gave you money and said, "Hey, hold this money down, but don't make a scene," I feel that's simple. Yeah, there's no. There's what were you thinking? Three hundred thousand dollar Lamborghini and in college. Oh, so who's your dad? Uh, he works for customs. No, yeah, she set herself up. I was really laughing at the whole time. I was like, what were you thinking to be at the University of Miami doing that? Not, not really hard. You just lay low. So her her social media said what she did for a living. She goes, I'm a social media influencer yeah. and a world traveler. So people... I actually just read a book. Actually, that's the book I was trying to give you. Influencer? Social media? Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I'm curious what the F she was thinking. But, you know, F it. Right. What else we got? What else we missed? Avengers trailer? You get your tickets? I didn't get the ticket. I'll wait. I'll wait, you know. I'm excited, but I'll wait. It's three hours long. I'll, I'll wait. I'm okay. The movie's three hours. I'm long. gonna go well rested, and we <laughs> we know that we can't take you to a dining theater with the recliner seats. You know what? Actually, I'm gonna drink uh, that. Uh, what's that? The thing that five hour energy? Yeah, I'm gonna drink that, and I'm gonna bring a Gatorade bottle so I can pee in it, just in case. <laughs> <laughs> just just in case oh, I have to pee, man. I'll bring that big Gatorade bottle and pee right in there. I'm not leaving that theater. Right. When I watched the Avengers trailer, I really thought I was watching the Keeping Up with the Kardashians, the new season, how yeah. emotional it was. <laughs> All the slow motion the scenes. slow motion, and the Kanye West playing. 
Chloe's talking about how her life is over, but we know OJ Simpson's daughter's gonna be all right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, sad news, your boy. Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey Hussle. I guess we started and we ended with sad news. Nipsey Hussle. He was murdered. Yeah. By a guy named I forgot what the guy's name was, but allegedly this is what happened. Nipsey Hussle was going to buy clothes for his homie that just got out of prison. Okay. And this guy came to his store. He owns stores out there, correct? He owns a store, a clothing store. The whole block, right? Well, he he became a community organizer after some time. After he spent some time, he was still an active member of like the Rolling 60s. Yeah, that's the Crips. over in Crenshaw. But after a while, him and his partner started to like buy out buy up sections of of Crenshaw and started to like develop them to create a tourist attraction in Crenshaw so it'll generate money towards like the community so he's investing in his community right he was buying out and investing and he was generally changing like changing lives I know he started bringing coding inside the Crenshaw there's a lot of stuff he was working on cryptocurrency uh he was the legalization of uh, marijuana like there was a lot he was using all of these things to his advantage um he actually like one of the first interviews you see him and he he mentioned somebody asked him about um like having jewelry he says that's yeah that's that's cool that's nice but uh what about this real estate which one do you got real estate you have all these diamonds that depreciate about where's the real estate right he really looked up to Jay Z too. Jay Z yeah, was the one that Jay Z was the one who set him. Like he basically, Snoop Dogg too inspired him to let him know, like, yes, you can own everything that you do. Like you can be a hundred percent owner. Don't let this other people tell you how to run your business when you can own everything vertically. Uh, you can own what is it called vertically integrated business, where it's like you you own have it everything from the top to bottom. Yeah. He was at his business. And this guy, he was a crypt too, well-known snitch. He told him, hey, you can't be around here. You got to go. You're not welcome here. Guy came back and shot Nipsey six times and kicked him in the head and shot the people around him. So very sad. Died in front of his own business. So that was, you know, it's effing sad, you know what I mean? For someone doing so much in his community. It's it's terrible. I, I'll be 100% honest. I can't say that i was a 100 percent fan of his music i was more a fan of the person he his business him his just his model the way that he approached certain situation yeah he he was raised in in he did what he had to do then stepped out of that out of that space and now he was growing he was glowing you know like especially with his his relationship with lauren london that was a great thing people were wanted that you know a, a yeah. smaller version of beyonce and 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 jay-z well you know two light-skinned people get together you know what i mean magic happens is <laughs> that what you're saying i'm not gonna <laughs> say, say that i'm not gonna say don't that, say that. Don't i'm say not that. gonna say that but no you know, they were they seem to be a great couple they were actually starting a show they yeah, were like both three. from la that's the thing you can sometimes they, they they're proud to be from the west coast they were building something they were building like a la la scene they, they have a kid together they have they a daughter a together Sometimes it made me appreciate. I forgot about London, Lauren London. How long she's been in the game? She's in that movie with Ti. She's in Jay Z's video, fronting. Oh right, right, yeah. Remember that? Fronting, son with Little Wayne. I forgot, I forgot, I forgot. But yeah, that was sad. Um, Fn, YG, just everything else, like all the community hitting him up and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, I I listened to his music. I wasn't a big fan of his music. 
but I rock with his music. Like the last album is the one I like the most. Well, that Victory was the, that was that's the one they got nominated for a Grammy. And the mixtape he had a mixtape that he sold for like a thousand dollars back. Yeah, then. it was he he put out a hundred copies at a thousand dollars a piece uh, because he understood the power of scarcity. So he knew that, and most of it was like rappers, uh, people in his circle that purchased a thousand dollars, which he used to fund his independent label which allowed him to own all of his master, like everything that he put out to, uh, music-wise. Yeah, so it was new. And also, at his store, like if you buy anything, he had a QR code, so when you scan it, you got premium content from mm-hmm. him. So he was way ahead of his time. Yeah, he was making magic. Way ahead of his time, Lauren Lone posted something sad. Not posted something sad, she's poking that she's heartbroken and stuff like that. You never want to wish that, like someone murdering each other. And, you know, the theories were going out there. Uh, you're talking about... Dr. The, Sebi. He yeah, was working on Dr. Sebi documentary. Conspiracies. It's conspiracies. You know how I it's, feel about it's, conspiracies. But it's conspiracies. But we <laughs> talked about this before, about when people get close to Dr. Sebi happens. And all his videos, he kept saying, like, hey, man, if something happened to me for Dr. Sebi, y'all got to ride for me. But he, let, let me play devil's advocate here. But wouldn't you think that him being murdered shortly before dropping a documentary on something that people don't want... Like you would say, let's say, for example, that the government didn't want out, would only shine more light on that? Now, or no one would produce the documentary. What if it was already out and this was planned for in advance? Hey, listen, in the event that X, Y, and Z happens, uh, put this out. Even free content out in the media, uh, out in the Internet, because everybody knows once it's out in the Internet, it never goes away. It takes All it takes is one person to download it. It's out already. That's the thing. It's, it's out. out in pe- there's pieces of it there. there right, but meaning like his story's out already, but he was just introducing it to another generation. And not only that, from a different point of view. Different point of view, yeah. Uh, I definitely don't think it was the government shooting him. I know they probably know who it was, but at the same time, it does make sense. I don't know. I won't I won't speak on it. You know, I know how I feel about conspiracies. Conspiracies, I know conspiracies, but it's just like, hey, uh, I've heard one of my friends, like, you don't buy Dr. Sebi's products. I said, yes, I do. Don't tell anybody, but I got them. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely do. I've seen them. Uh, what was the five points, the five things that you read about Nipsey that you sent me that? Honestly, a lot of them were, he's much more than what people were putting out right now. The right. only things that I really wanted to point out was like his involvement in the community. He was a community organizer. He was a Grammy nominee. He was making a documentary about Dr. Sebi. Um, just an all around interesting person. Sometimes I feel like he shouldn't have been out there. Even though that was his community and even though that was a store and he is respected, it's just like that's still LA. Well, like I was like I was saying, I think I mentioned it. Oh yeah, tell I that mentioned story. The, yeah. I was growing up in a I grew up in a pretty hectic area in, in the South Bronx and every time I was there I knew right it felt like anything can happen, right? I can get I can get shot, I can get stabbed, I could get... Anything can happen to me. And a few things did happen to me in my own neighborhood. But I always still felt safe for some reason. When I, I would go out to parties in a different area in the Bronx, and I would be... I, I would feel nervous until I got to my neighborhood, and then I felt safe, even though it was a war zone. Right. So it's just... It's just the, people feel safe in it, and it, that's home. It's... Yeah, it's home... It doesn't it, make it okay, but what, doesn't I, make it okay, what right. I'm saying is that I understand why he would go back. Just like Chink's drugs. I understand why you will come up and pull up on some old friends or pull up in the neighborhood. He he was at his store. He owns his store. 
you know he he bought that neighborhood and came back and was like you know what look at me watch me build look at look at what i'm building right he's showing his friend like look this is mine this is mine this is mine for that to happen to him that sucks man and uh really sucks um something else that he was he was doing i like nipsey hustle if it was this summer did you see that video this summer he smacked the dude in the face mm-hmm. <laughs> he smacked. He's, he's, he smacked the fire. People, people he smacked the fire he's, uh, out of that dude. He's a thug. I was like, God, and I think he had long hands too, so it looked like getting slapped by skinny. He's right. really, really skinny. You remember, remember Street Fighter? That little dude with the long um, hands. That was what's his name? Dotson. Dotson. Yeah, Dotson. that's who he runs. Because when he smacked him, he smacked the fire out of him. But uh, prayers up to Nipsey Hussle, yeah. man. Well, prayers up to his family. So prayerfully, is his. You know things work out, but to his baby mother, to his, um, to his and his brother too. His brother was running the business with him. Yeah, and his dad. So it's how the whole family inside there plugged out. He was changing people. He was changing people's lives. Changing the community. So let's take a break off that. Right. We're gonna cut, pay some bills. We're gonna sponsor ourselves this time. So yeah. we're gonna have our own sponsors this time. <laughs> Welcome to Which Way Is Up. We just want to put out our own advertisement this time. We ask that everybody reach out to us by any means uh, and let us know your email. Give, give us your email so we can put out some content. We won't send out shenanigans. We'll just put out uh, when we've got content out. And it's just one way to stay communicated. Appreciate that. Reach us on social on Instagram. You can go through which way is up. Uh, you can reach Jared Waters at Mr. Waters. Uh, Mr. Waters on Facebook, Mr. Waters on Instagram, Mr. Waters on Twitter, and you can reach me on my email address as well, which way is up, 3wise at gmail.com as well, and you can reach Lito at Lito Cash, L-I-T-O-C-A-S-H, for Instagram, Lito underscore Cash at Snapchat. You can reach me at my email, which is which way is up, 3wise at gmail.com. Just reach out to us in any ways. Give us your email along with your comments, thoughts, concerns. Yeah. Let's go back to episode. Episode eight. Okay. So we were talking this week, right? We're talking this week. We're talking this week about adulting. Adulting. The reason why I found this is a a unique topic is because we're all going through adulting. Yeah. And it's hard as F. Yes going through adulting and sometimes you have to pinch yourself and remind yourself you are an adult yes and i thought it was interesting because uh where we work had this person come up to me and asked me about you and goes uh uh pretty much is like asking how about me about you yes what they say so they're pretty much asking me for a reference right a reference and i was like why would you ask me for a reference a job reference a job reference okay so i'm like what what job it goes here i'm trying to get a job here I was like, how can I get you a job here? And then she goes, well, the way Lito came up, I figured you had something to do with it. I was like, I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> That's pretty interesting. And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, you should ask him how he came up. Okay. And they get, well, I guess they're, you know, intimidated of, of asking how he came up. I was like, he came up because he outperformed the task in front of him. Right. And then after he outperformed that task, you outperformed another task. Yeah. So I think that it's... um. I think that the way you came up is interesting, and I think you should deepen to that adulting because I feel like since you're an adult, you attack tasks differently. 
I, all right, so I, you know that I moved down when I was 16. And Correct. Things were hard. It was very, very hard. I always thought about going home. Home was where my, I considered home wherever my mother was at the time. And she was, she was about three hours away from New York. And it was away from New York. And at the time, I felt like New York was like a really strong part of my identity. And it right. was hard for me to make that decision to move back. So I never did. And, and because of that, I ended up struggling a lot. Uh, my mother was also in no position to like raise and uh, to, to, you know feed a grown man, so I stayed where I was and I struggled a lot. I did. And during that process, I went to the military and I had several jobs in several different places. Um, and eventually, I went to school and wanted to sort of see the DSM in action. The DSM is like psychology, um, right. and I ended up as a para, right, for behavioral, right. So a paraprofessional, if you don't know, it is a person who supports a specific student in a classroom, right? Yes. You one-on-one that, one that student. Um, he might have an array of, of... Or she. He or she might have an, an, just a different... Uh, uh, he needs support in one way or another. He or she needs support in one way or another. So I went from that. I did pretty good. I understood. Like, I wanted... To, I worked hard at it. I went above and beyond. Um and I was offered a position as a teacher's assistant. Um, I explained that I was still going to school at the time, so on and so forth. They were okay with it. They hired me as a teacher's assistant. While I was there, I, I was very lucky, and they put me in the classroom with you. Um, not only, I already had classroom management. I had that down pat. What I didn't have is how to teach, right? People just think there's, the things that you know is how you teach somebody else, but you have right. to learn how to teach, and I learned that with you. While there, um, I also went to, to, before that, I also went to, before I got the position, I went to a way to, to a camp that serviced students with, like, children with special needs. I learned so much up at that camp, and it was a fantastic experience. It was very hard, but I really, 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 I, I learned so much. It's hard to trade experience, experience right? yeah. And that comes with adulting, right? It's just part of adulting. And your, your the, the life experience that you went to, I think, influenced the way you moved, moved completely. Right. No task is too small, <clears throat> that, and that's how I, I operate. No task is too small. You have to. People believe that after they reach a certain point in their lives, or or they do a certain amount of training, that they that they're above something. And the truth Correct. is, somebody's got to do the job. Do it. Do it. You're already there. Just do it. And some people in that position as para, sometimes they feel like they are beneath the room and they take themselves out of the room. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I, was, I engaged myself. I, 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 You became a part of the culture. Yeah, You absolutely. became a part of the culture and you stood out. I was like, the only idea is I passed you a book. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Yeah. And I, I actually read the book. It was um, teach, teach like, like a champion. champion. Teach like a champion. There's some good stuff. I learned some stuff from there, too. And shortly after that, I did a lot. Did a lot of teaching. Thank to you, uh, in the classroom. Uh, great experience. And after that, I was offered another position, which is essentially the dean of the school. Um, right. You've went up four positions. Right. Four positions. And I was telling that specific person. I said, I said you're looking at a shortcut of being successful. You're not willing to put in the work. I was like, you don't know how hard this man worked to stand out in that position and then to keep going because the person was just like, 
I'm just like him. I was like, what what are you doing to be like him? Look at the way you're dressed right now. Come on, like step it up. Come on. Mm -hmm. Be to work on time. Do everything else. I was like, that's a whole part of adulting. And he just and the now it's he or what the person just looked at me and was just so shocked that I said that it's adulting. Adulting. I was like, it's it's, just, it's adulting. I don't it's think hard. People understand. Yeah, they <laughs> adulting. In and of itself, like if you find yourself using the word adulting, it's a relatively, really, you know, relatively new term. And if you find it, it's probably because you're going through, through things for the first time, right? Certain things for the first time, like paying rent, right? Like paying light bill. F yeah. You know that credit card is messing up your credit now, right? Ooh. You you but you needed to have those shoes, right? You had to have them, and now you're paying for them in a different kind of way. Um, and that's just that's the gist of adulting. Like you, sometimes I think though that. The best part of adulting is your life experiences because you did have a military background. So with that military background, you know how to handle hostile situations. All right. And some people that when they're in hostile situations, they get all rah, rah, rah. They buckle, right? Instead they of buckle. coming out. It's called being the thermostat versus being being the thermostat versus being the thermometer. That's just like control yourself in the, in the situation and, and be able to not only calm the root but own this own your space right be be in control of yourself and in turn people if somebody's like escalating right you, if you remain calm for the most part they'll remain calm there's other tactics but that's one of them i think that um i like when i moved out here i did this i had i was like um applying for jobs right so i didn't know where i was going to do and i I thought like when you do a phone interview and you kill, pretty much down south when you kill, you pretty much got the job. They just come in to meet you and see if they really like you, then you're on. So I got this phone interview like in Brooklyn. And they're like, you're great. Come on in. Let's do the <laughs> final interview. I was like, F yeah, let's go do it. So I get there and there's three other girls there. And I'm like talking to them. Like, so what do you guys like? You know, uh, do you guys like teacher's assistants? Like where are you? She goes, actually, we're here to interview for the job. I said, that's crazy because I'm here to interview for the job. <laughs> She goes, yeah, we're all interviewing for the same position. I said, well, I didn't, well what the freak? I, I thought I had it already. So the girl's like laughing. One of us will get it. I was like, this is the Hunger Games. <laughs> Only one will survive. You don't even know. They were so scared. They were so scared to be like trying to freak out. But they, where they failed in the interview was experience. They were fresh out of college, and they had this situation where you had to deal with a disgruntled person on the spot. You had to defuse the person. And then add a solution. Mm -hmm. So these girls are like turning up on a random person they just met. So the people that are interviewing were all teachers at the school. And they're trying to vet you to see, can you work in that environment? So they kept doing this hostile situation like, all right, Jared, this guy, he shows up to work, <clears throat> excuse me, late on time, da-da-da-da-da. How can you tell him that what he does is not there? And I said, the first thing you should do when you're dealing with someone as a new person, you should ask to reflect with them. Like ask them for advice and take their advice, and then you can give advice. It's sometimes easier. What do you to, suggest? That's what I suggest. I was like, I'm gonna. I asked the person what was advice. No, that's like, what I'm saying. That's what you say to the person. What do you suggest? Yeah. What do you suggest? Like, how would you do it? You've been here longer than me. I'm trying to learn from you, and then you could take ways from me. But all these girls in the meeting, like, first of all, this is not protocol. This is school uniform. Da da da. I was like, who reads the freaking school <laughs> manual for an interview? And right. then they call me back, and they're just asking me, like, Jared, we're so great. The the ladies vibe with you and everything else. Uh, can you come back? And then I got the other job, and I was like, 
I think I get it's that deal? Rockefeller, 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 Rockefeller? <laughs> I think it's interesting. Let's go back a second. I think it's interesting that as you walk into this interview, you see three other people, two other people that are like interviewing for the same position. And that takes me back to somewhere where like sometimes adulting feels like you're on your own, right? Like you just struggling. The bills are piling up. It's just you. Nobody's helping you pay these bills down. But the truth is like adulting, when you're adulting, you have to realize that we are all going through it together. Right. Everybody in your circle, whether they, whether they're taking responsibility for their adulting or not, we're all adulting together. Yeah. And I think people are just like, no, I'm alone. I'm just going through it. Life is breaking me down. Like, I'm, life has been trying to break me down too. We're here together. We're like, here. Them taxes hit us just like it hit you. Those life, the, it, it just goes to show. Like, the only thing. Probably the most important takeaway is that as an adult, those decisions aren't as black and white as they used to be, right? Like what do you mean black like, and white? When you're younger, you just make decisions on the fly. Right. You, whether you where you end up, you don't really care. But other these these decisions that you once made in this in a heartbeat now are a little bit harder. Where am I gonna live? Mm-hmm. Am I gonna am I gonna waste this check on playing or paying? Right. right. Am I am I what job am I going to do? What am I going to work with? What do I want to what do I want to do? What I understand do. understanding that all jobs, no, even your dream job has drawbacks. Right. That's a good point. Like, just, and if you're good at something, you're going to work harder. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think the best thing that prepared me for adulthood is the jobs that I worked previously. I worked at Disney World, one of the hardest jobs in the freaking world. Yeah. And what I learned there was to how to reset my mind and reset my attitude, mm. right? Because I had to reset my mind and reset my attitude because I felt like I was above the work because mm-hmm. I was. First, I used to work at the boats, and then I got pretty much fired. I didn't get fired. I got put in Disney jail, and they put me in the, this place called Cosmic Rays, the fastest restaurant in the world, right? Second fastest. Cosmic Rays. Cosmic Rays. I like the play Inside Magic. I know the freaking theme song, everything else. And I remember before I got there, I was sitting with my boy. And I was like, look at these people wearing their Cosmic Rays. I'll never work here. These freaking peasants, man. Cleaning up food, sweating. And as soon as I went there, I was like, look at me right here. <laughs> right? And my attitude was just like, <clears throat> excuse me. My attitude was like, nah, man, I can't. I'm not freaking making fries. I'm not making burgers and everything else. And so the people back there were just like, the managers are like, he put me back there. He just kept me in the freezer the whole time. He's strong. He's from he is from Pakistan. He goes, strong, strong like bull, buddy. Go to freezer. I was like, why am I keep going to the freezer the whole time? <laughs> and he and he had this saying, because at 12 o'clock, uh, like 1 o'clock, maybe 50,000 people are in the park. And then at certain times, its capacity is 80,000 people. And all these people are getting food at 1 o'clock. So imagine a thousand burgers dropping like that. So you need the fastest people on the line. And he used to call it the boom, boom, bang, bang hour. And he would say, you know, boom, boom, bang, bang, buddy. You got a bang, bang, boom, boom, buddy. You know, boom, boom, bang, bang. So my lady was there. That's why I met her. She was on the front of the boom, boom. I was the bang, bang. And I remember I was dropping the fries and he walked up to me. And I was like, what's wrong? He goes, you're no boom, boom, buddy. I need you in the freezer. I need you in the freezer. You, you were moving too slow? <laughs> he dropped me moving too slow. And this, uh, these, these Haitians and Dominicans, because that's what they put them. They were back there. So we all, that's how I met all these Haitians and Dominicans. And they taught me. They were just like, do the job, do it well, and it becomes easier. 
and they show me how to do it. It's like it's just this. Your day becomes so much smoother. It came when you so accept it. Ex- there and do it and understand that maybe you maybe you don't know maybe you don't feel like this is who you are. This is a job. This is adulting at its best. Like it comes with a lot of unlearning and relearning. Like, it was hard work. That's freaking a Yoda quote. Yoda used to say that. He goes, "You must <laughs> unlearn what you've learned." Yeah. In Star Wars, you. <laughs> You must unlearn what you've learned. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like you, you, when you're younger, you think you understand, right? You think you understand food, and you think you understand money, and right. you think you understand relationship, and you have no idea until life starts saying, it's game time. It's you, game you, time. Had your fun, you had your fun, let's go. And that comes at different levels at different times, so it, it affects people differently. People experience it in different ways. People sometimes, that's the the whole unlearning and relearning. I say that because some people are set in their ways. Right. So young, you have to, if you're 75 and you're, you know, all right, I get it. Right. But if you're a young 27, 20, like, you have to unlearn and relearn some things. And there's nothing wrong doing something to pay the bills and doing your dream job on the side until it becomes your main job. Yeah, everybody. There's nothing wrong with that. Some people I meet, one of my boys, I was like, you got to have some type of income. No, 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 man. I'm out here to be a director. I was like, I get that, to be a director. But what are you going to be directing if you have nothing to direct? Direct these fries into this deep fry. Right. You better. Come on. Ain't nothing wrong. (laughs) Ain't nothing wrong doing this. You're not above anything. Sometimes I feel like we think we're above something and just get the work done. If you try your best, all of a sudden things become a whole lot easier. Then you're gonna have make more time for your real dream job. Yeah, I agree. Like a lot of we work with a lot of people that get stressed out, and especially I work with uh, younger younger women. So when they first start, I was like, "Look, life gets easier. This isn't when you clock out; it's over. I'm not thinking about you. No, yeah, I'm not thinking about what we got to do tomorrow. I'm clocked out. I'm doing my dream now. My dream kicks in. Yeah, 4:30. My dream comes in. These jokes come alive at 4:30. Yeah. Or vice versa. If some if you got the night shift, right? Work that night shift. Kill the night shift. Kill it. Kill the night shift, and freaking move through the ranks. So I think that your attitude has to change, and you just accept it, but don't make it who you are. Yeah, it does not define you as a human being. It does not. Your position does not define you. I if think, you want it to. I think we meet a lot of people whose positions define them. And that's how they get lost in I the do, sauce. I, I agree with you. Yes. They get it's I think I mentioned this once before about those people who are traveling through the train and you can just tell they've checked out. They go nine to five, go home and Netflix. That's it. Yeah, it's I don't even got a TV at my house. I don't even got no freaking TV because I'm just like after I'm well, doing Well, I mean, there's nothing wrong not, with Not saying it was TV in the house. Like, decompressions are different type of decompressions, but I'm just saying like Say from someone from the South moving to New York, right? I moved up here to work. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I moved up here to be like, there should be... Define work. Define work. So, all right, I'm 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 doing stand-up comedy, right? Stand-up comic, working comic, right? So, in the South, it'll be like this. We don't have shows every single night. So, a Tuesday night might be the night I was hitting the gym a lot, right? I was hitting the gym all the time. But now, when I talk to my friends back at home, I'm like, if I'm not on tonight... I'm going to be at a show. I need to be next to the fire. Yeah. Because there's fire every night. Yes. I think people should know that. That's a good point to make that if you're interested in anything, every whatever it might be. Be around it. Yes. 
engulf yourself in it, and then you might realize mm, this this isn't me. Right. You know what? You know, I'm, let me reset. Maybe I like some other things, and be around that fire until you find your niche. Dude, no true story. I, when I remember I came up here when I was 18. I came up here when I was 18. To visit? 18 turned 19. Yeah. My boy at the time, I think his sister was, his sister had comedy connections. I don't know how she knew these comedians. This dude's name was John Lasser. He's, he's pretty much, he's a working comic in the city. I came up here at 18, 19 to do stand-up just to see what had happened. And I remember him introducing me. And I didn't know who he introduced because he hyped me up. I didn't know who he was introducing. Like, this dude plays all over the South, all over colleges, sold out shows. I said, like, who the freak is he talking about? Jared Waters. Oh, freak, that's me. No, nah, that's not. Right. I was like, that's not me. <laughs> he sold it. He sold it. I did okay, right? I did okay. And I remember after I went up, people were destroying. Bam. And I was like, I'm, I felt like I did not belong there. And did that, you feel like you didn't belong, like you'd gotten there too early? I felt like I. In your, in I felt like everything that I was writing was not. I, I was. I was in college, so everything was just about girls. Yeah. And these people were talking about life. These people oh, were talking you're missing about missing life experience. I was missing life experience mm. to this guy. So after I get off, and the dude goes, "Yo, man, you funny, man. Come back tomorrow." And he goes, "Like, where are you from? You should talk about." Like this, you know what I mean? You have an interesting life, da-da-da-da. So I go back the next day. So I was like, you want to come back tomorrow? I was like, actually, going back to college. He goes, all right. Well, in college, get up every night. And I didn't understand what he meant. So then I started, like, then I joined up, like, a stand-up organization. But I realized, like, sometimes you got to see your life flash before your eyes. I was like, I saw what the work was like. So I was like, okay, now I know what it's like. Right. And what I'm doing now is not work. You understand it in a deeper level. Right. I needed a deeper level. But sometimes... In life or in your job, sometimes you're going to be in rooms that you feel like you're not a part of. You know what I mean? Yeah. You step in that room with the CEO, you're in a lot of rooms with some big wigs. Yeah. I, I, I say always own your space. I like that one. I, I Plant your feet, right? The, I took a speech class once, and one of the things about like speaking is be aware of yourself, right? Feel yourself. Feel your toes. Feel your, your shoes. Are they too tight? Are they too... Feel where you are, right? Feel your breathing. Feel the air. Own your space. Uh, I think that owning your space will allow you to, like, understand how you're feeling, where you feel uncomfortable, where, where you do best, and then you start to develop your personality in, in uncomfortable situations. And always feel like you deserve to be a part of any room that you walk in. But you definitely have to... Respect, respect the room. Yes, yes. Respect the room and be mindful of the laws of the land and the the chain of command. Absolutely. But don't feel like you're you shouldn't be in a room. Yeah. Cuz when you're in rooms, I'm pretty sure you I'm you're sitting there like, "No, nah, I'm I'm going to be right inside here. I'm good." Yeah. I don't I'm okay. <laughs> I really am. I think another thing about adulting is um figuring out how you're going to get there. Well, having, every, you should, having a plan. You should always have a plan. Some people don't have no plan. You can't even get a loan in the bank without a business plan. So Some people bird boxing it out here. <laughs> some people. They got that bandana wrapped bird, around their Right, head. bandana out here trying to sc- scratch and then survive and stuff like that. Bird boxing. I, also, I mean, something something lights the, you know, something sparks the fire, right? They might, they might have... They haven't experienced that because they don't have the experience yet, and so they're they're 
their fire isn't lit yet. Right. So, you know, if you're not there, give it time. And if not, go searching for it. You, Find you it. might learn a lot in the process. Find what you want to do. Yeah. And do what you want to do. I like it. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. I sound like Bobby Brown. Do what you want to do. You, you travel through life like Bobby a lot. Fine. <laughs> no, I'm never, just bad. I'm never just bad. dated any cokeheads in my life. No, 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 no. No disrespect, Whitney Houston. You know what I mean. Shout out to the ones we lost. <laughs> Shout out to the ones we lost. Um, what else? Adulting. What do you feel? Do you do you think that you overwhelm yourself sometimes? Like what? How do you decompress? That was uh, a good question. I was wondering how do you decompress. So I was taking a lot of my work home with me in the sense like I was carrying away. Oh, did that person? Why would that person speak to me in that manner? I I didn't like supervisors and and now as you with experience, right? You go you you play you play the supervisor role and you understand. Like I got so much more going on and this one employee is making this entire job about them. My my chief used to say as an E1, you just have to think about today. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said he as says, an e1 you just have to think about today right as an e3 you have to think about the next three days all right your second class has to think about the week your first class has to think about the month and me i'm thinking about the whole year because he's the boss because he's the boss and so while while you're worried about this one incident that happened 30 seconds ago right He's planning three and four months in advance. Got it. Right? And so as a supervisor, I understand like, oh, now now I get it. And even while, even in the position I am now, I understand like, all right, some of, some of the other, uh, some of my coworkers, they haven't been here. So to them, this is probably very, very, very important. And I validate their, their, their feelings at the moment. But I also understand that there's a lot more going on. Correct. And they might not understand that because they're not in the loop. And that's okay. I guess that's another level. Oh, but I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I never answered your question about decompressing. <laughs> I So I was taking a lot of work home with me. And <laughs> I, I, I had to develop a routine. Like I, I had to figure something out. And what I what I did was I I would come home and the first thing I would do was shower. It's my thing, right? I would come home and I would shower and I would just, at first it was just a lot of pretending and I would get in the shower and I would pretend to wash the whole entire day off. Like I'm, I, no, this situation's grown and I, I'm scrubbing one armpit and I'm like, oh, that was this situation I'm, I'm rubbing off. And then after a while, it just became real. Like I, I have to, I take a shower as soon as I get home and to wash off the day. Also, on Sundays, I would set myself up for success for the entire week. I would, I was clean my, I had, a, I was in the barracks at the time when I started this. I, I would clean my entire room. I would do my laundry and I right. would iron and press my uniform. That was the way you decompressed. That's that was my decompression, and then I it just carried on. I kept it. So you still do that every when? I don't do the the like setting up the room because my that was back when like my life was. I worked a lot of hours. I don't work as many hours now. But I still shower, do the showering thing. If I have a really tough day, I'm in there for. I like. I'm just showering. Got it. That's my way. Everybody's different. Everyone's different. I'll, I'll talk. I, I want to piggyback two things. The way I decompress, my Saturday mornings, I do a prayer line after the prayer line from like maybe ten to like two is the days I like recharge. 
either once I'll like hit the gym and then I'll just watch like a special or something like that or just watch something else. But what I found interesting is what you said when you talked about what your was he debate with Commander when he said about E ones? Chief. That was my the chief. chief. What the chief said about E ones. I find that because you talked about coworkers and I feel like that's a level of adulting that we don't talk about is how to do, deal and deal with coworkers. What do you mean deal with coworkers? Sometimes I feel like a lot of people take coworkers so seriously because you spend a lot of time with them. Now, you know, we spend some people spend like more than 8 hours a day with their coworkers. They spend more time with their coworkers than they do with family, so you're going to be more attached to them and you take things more personal than what you would really take outside of the job. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, yeah. You start to believe that they're... they're Like family for real. Yeah. So I think the part of adulting is realizing that you're at a job. That you're what? You're at a job. Right, right. And oh, these yes, people yes. are your co-workers. Yes. Even yes. though it feels like a family, they go back to their real family. Well, how many, how many times have you been at a job? I've worked a lot, a lot of jobs, but I spend a lot of time with a certain amount of people, and you get to know them, and now you're hanging out on the weekends, but then you leave the job and you don't speak to them anymore. So were they really your friends? No. Exactly. No, so but at the same time, it's work. still, it's you, when you spill, I think some people get more personal when you spend a lot of time with each other. You have, you take things to heart more because you spend every day with this person or every every five days with this person. So it's sometimes it's hard dealing with coworkers and not taking things personal. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, yeah. I Some people take things personal because like, they, they I've been this my co- friend defended me. Right, no. I got to tell you because this reprimand is coming from love. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So dealing with coworkers, I think dealing with people is hard, but knowing that these people are not your life, to take your take yourself out of it. When you check out, you check checked out. out. Check the F out. That, that go go do that thing that you love that you've been saying, "Oh, I'm going to I'm going to start a business." Go start that business. Go look right. into it. Google, go to figure it out. 4.30 comes around, whatever your, whatever your checkout time is. When you check out, check out. Check out completely. Leave that there. You take that and leave it right there at the door. And when you come in tomorrow, just pick it up wherever you left it off. And have a line. Draw a line in the sand of what's a coworker and what's really a friendship. Because I think we've met each other through, through work. So yeah. I think you can gravitate towards people like that. And I think another part of adulting that we don't talk about is that nobody's going to put you on. You have to put yourself on. Yeah, you got to work hard. Don't be afraid to work hard. Some people Don't be you, afraid to ask. You know, if you need help, ask for help. Well, you can't work hard and be great if you're just will- you're just winging it. Correct. There's a situation where <laughs> where you asked me to sit in a meeting and I was telling you I was like you should get more experience by leading this conversation. Oh, you're talking about the, the Well, you did your first two, parent yeah, teacher the, conference. That right? was that was the first, yeah, that was. The first one. That was my first So usually teacher. they don't, usually some people don't let the teacher's assistants talk. But I was like, you're part of this classroom. You lead it off. I'll support you if you need it. And you got some, you got, be <laughs> you, got you got some friction. You got some friction. It's a little friction. You got, you got, a, little, a, little, you got a little kickback. It was a little friction. And then I stepped in. But we, I, just, I, I stepped, not to step in to save you, just to support you. To be like, let me. I was right. You I were was, right. You were I right. right. But sometimes when you're right, it's a way to say it. You know yeah. what I mean? Because like, oh, 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 let me, let me, let me jump, let me tag me in, tag me, about t- t- mm. tag me in. Mm. I was, him and his guardian were arguing about the sound of a letter. 
not even arguing. You made a point about like how to practice the letter. I was diff- actually really trying to help the young trying to support. Yeah. And next thing you know it, I was like, are, we, I was, are they arguing about what sound it makes? And I was like, hold on, let's 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 dial it back. Let's let's <laughs> well let's, let's let's dial back where it came from. Oh, but sometimes man. I think inside your workspace you have to find a support system. But expect the unexpected from There's your support system. There's a thin line system. between uh, like, that's why it feels so it's so confusing, right? When when you have this person that you deal with, eight you they start to become your support system. Eight hours a day is a support system. Yeah, I think that one of my coworkers, we we've worked together so close that now, if I do something, you're not gonna take that. You're gonna take it as like a family member hurting you instead of me just saying, "Look, I just need you to back off right now." <laughs> I spend too much time with you. Just be quiet and don't bother me right Take now. Take a step back. Right. And you'll get personal. I think I think I told you this story. We're at a training. We're at a co-worker at a training. And this particular co-worker does not like traveling by themselves. And I left them in Brooklyn. And we were like maybe an hour and a half you away. Left? Uh, I didn't leave. I pretended like I was going to leave because we kept there all the whole time. And I knew sh- they had a fear of riding on trains. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to leave and see what they did. So I left them in Brooklyn. Right, but I didn't leave. I was just on top of the train part so I could see everything. So I saw the coworker walking lonely to the train. You know, you get that long text message, you're a fake friend, you're nothing but this. <laughs> da, 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 da. I'm sitting there laughing like, I'm on the same train with you, relax. But I just needed that break to be like, look, man, I spent all this time with you. Like, for, if you're offended, let me know if you're offended. And the reason why I said that, like, you can't, no one could put you on, especially in stand up. I feel like sometimes I meet people that I looked up to, and sometimes I think, I expect too much from them. Like one time I met this comic that I was like grew up with. I was like, man, what the freak, man? He's the best. And I work with him. Then all of a sudden I got his number. Then all of a sudden he's like, he's hitting me up. Yo, Jared, anytime you come to New York, ba 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 bang, ba 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 ba. I was like, yeah, yeah. And as soon as I called in New York, uh, this is his wife. Do you need anything? I said, dang. <laughs> Curve master flex. Just- but I thought I thought about that because the reason I said that because I recently bumped into him downtown. And he goes, and he sort of was like, do I know you? I said, yeah, Jared Waters. We met in Tampa. Oh, that's right, Jared. Good to see you. Well, what, what do you got going on? I said, I got some other stuff. And he like looked at me. He's like, you need any help? I said, I'm good, man. I hope, I hope you're good. And he was like, the, the thing was just like looking like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, look, I don't need any handouts. Now you learn. You, learn you know what I mean? But I feel like sometimes we put too much weight into people that we work with. To feel like they could do something for me. No, I, I was think like, no, I can't. I, that's like I told the person. Ask the questions, work, uh, and apply. Them. That's it. Work, work hard. And apply. You like ask if you need I help. Ask if you need help, and then. But to piggyback from the beginning, what that person asked me, I was like, I didn't get Lito anything. He got it on his own. Yeah. Get it in the morning like Alonzo, <laughs> Rondo, cheese like a nacho, <laughs> Tiger before Kylie. You know what I mean? That was old Tiger. You know what I mean? Losing his hair, tiger. That's the tiger I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Losing his hair, tiger. Yeah, that was that was. Oh, that was one of the. Well, I think we answered it. This is the question that we got from the emails. What? If the question was like how to separate a friendship from a coworker. Yeah, we we just. That's what we talked about. We finished that one. Uh, any more questions about adulting that we got? Did you want to check? I feel like I vented. You know. You vented. Yeah. I got that out. Your life experiences, I think, help you out. Help us out more in life. Life is so tired. I'm tired out of t- about talking about life, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm all man. I'm just I'm working. 
streak. We don't got no time. It's only an hour. I felt like last time we did way much time. Yeah. All right. So we got a lot of questions. We've been gone for two weeks. So we had the emails piled up. Right. A lot of questions. And we're going to go through some questions, right? And we'll go through some questions. We'll answer how we would do, however we can do them. Have fun with it, right? Okay. Here we go. Uh, hey, Lito and Waters. I just say, hey, Mr. Waters. Hey, Lito Cash. She goes, hey, guys. I have a question. Why does it seem like girls have to make the first move in everything? For example, Bumble. So I'm guessing she is Bumble, on Bumble, social the, media. Bumble, the that's, dating is, site? The I've dating never app. been on it. What is that? Is that yeah, the honeycomb a, stuff? Yeah, this it's a dating app. It's sort of like Tinder. Just like Sadie enough. Hawkins. The girl has to reach out first. Well, the girl doesn't. It's not required, but I think that what's happening is like men are going through these. A lot of people, different people, are going through these sites, and they're sort of trying to gauge where they're at and who they can get. And so, if a guy didn't reach out to you the moment that he noticed that you guys match or you guys came together, then I'll be honest, it it wasn't him; it was you. What do you mean it was him? Was you? He wasn't. He's not interested. But this app. Is the woman has to reach out for the man, right? He can't technically reach out unless no, she. No, he can. He can reach out. In Bumble. Yeah, I, believe I thought me. Bumble the woman has to make the first move completely. I could be wrong. I mean, Tinder. I, I was on. I was on Bumble a while ago. I can't. This was some time ago when I seen. From what I know, from people that do Bumble, is that the woman has to make the first move. My friend, uh, she's on Bumble. She just shows me all the messages where she's like, "Hi, hi, 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 hi," to a dude, and then the dude has to respond back. Am I correct or no? You about to reactivate that Bumble account? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, yeah. So that's just that app. That's they're catering to a certain crowd. That's what they're catering to. They that that's actually to be honest with you, I don't agree with that app only because what they're doing is they're trying to create a safe space for women. And not let me let me explain. Explain that. Let me explain. I don't Before want anybody to Yeah, yeah, I don't want anybody explain to that. be upset, but there's this whole idea behind we're equals and we're this. And yes, men can be just a bit aggressive. I get it. But <laughs> if you want to create equality, right. Don't promote an app that requires only females reach out to the males. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say two points about this, right? Go ahead. Two points about this. I would say the way the culture is right now, I would say some guys are scared to go out there, scared to jump out there and seem like they're creepers, you know what I mean, even if that's not their personality, because a guy is a creep when he's not attractive. What? Ugly men equals No, I'm not saying that, meaning that when a woman's not attractive to you, all the little cute stuff you probably do of one person, when someone's not attracted to you, it's creepy, Right? What's up, cutie? Mm. Or what's up, stranger? Yeah. Like, what type of creep, right? Look at this creep right here. But if it was some other dude, sometimes it's like, oh, look how sweet. He called me stranger today. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like with the times right now, some people are flirting that line between being nice or being creepy. <laughs> Does oh my that God, make sense? You know, you know what he said to me? Right. What he, type of... He'll drink my bath water. He, right. He's what so silly. Creep, what a freaking creep, right? right he's right. so creepy, no, right? I get it. I get it. I think some dudes are intimidated now, and they think we'll feel more... If a woman reaches out, they'll be like, oh, I could. Oh, you already think I'm attractive. You're already interested in me. Let's build now. If you're not, if you're upset about a man having to reach out, then you probably shouldn't be on an app like Bumble or promote the app or Correct. even, you know. To switch, my friend's on J-Swipe. My friend's on J-Swipe. Yes. And she shows me the messages that they do say to her, and they are all creep dogs. I get it. But I agree. They look good. I agree. So she goes, look how sweet he is. 
what this dude just asked uh what are you wearing and this but she's like oh it's sweet i was like no this dude's a creep doll absolutely understand i really do but if we are trying to as a society promote equality that is a firewall that's blocking what we're trying to do and, and not I, only that, people continue to like, yeah, get on it. I haven't been on it in, in a really long time. You freed yourself. Uh, just, I want to meet people. Like, you're face real to life. face. You're, yeah. you're in the wild. You're in the wild. You're not Out domesticated. There. Yeah. Straight go to, wild. Go to your shows and I'm shaking hands and I'm kissing babies. All right, well, this person's super interesting. I like that. I like that. And and I'm, I'm going to go even deeper than this. You say, my, this person says that why are women approaching men? Look at the way, if we look at nature. In nature, it's always the female species that puts out a scent or approaches the male species. Well, that's not that's not always that's not true. Which what what the a snake puts out a scent to let the males know I'm in heat. A dog puts out a, when a dog goes in heat. All of a sudden, every dog can smell it and knows everything. Yeah, a lot of but a woman doesn't have to be if the man's excited. Like, look at dogs. Dogs, you see them walking around with, you know, excited. When a female goes in the heat, they have to keep dogs away from them. Yeah, but that but some dogs just get excited. That has nothing to do with whether there's a woman in heat or not. I, I, but, and also, p- pigeons just start, you know, the man starts trying to mate without the woman having to. Every time I've seen a pigeon, he's bought her some Popeyes or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's like the wild. Uh, me personally, I like it. I when I was out there, I liked it. There might be a level me. that said I'm not. I'm just not. You know, I'm not educated. I look at Simba. I'll say I'll I'll leave it up to the big man upstairs. Leave it up to that one. But I think it's it really depends on the person. Whoever's the wolf in the relationship should go after. And it. it's okay to if your person if your personality says you are the alpha, that's okay. Be the alpha, right? Because before it wasn't like that. The majority was a man being even though, even if he didn't have that in him. Do you think it's an age thing, an age factor? Like if a woman's at a certain I age, she's probably more to be like I'm a I'm a I'm out here. When you say age, I, I know you're saying like the current age that you're in, but I think that is the timeline that we're in. The current age by t- by time, I mean, like where the we 21st are, century. Millenn- we are millennials, and I think that millennials are moving in a different direction. Now, the next generation might do something completely different. Right. I feel that. Generationally, we are we are cutting out the work, the groundwork, and we've we become are, snipers. We want instant gratification. Microwave love. Yeah. No one's out here deep roasting it. Going out there. Shit. No like, one's going really out there. Same, same. Trying to dance with somebody are. and have someone turn around and look at your face and realize you're not beautiful and move around. Or, no or, still, like take you, or still like you too. Right. It depends because they met you in person. They they, they like something about you. I, look. That rejects his heart. Dating now, is so complicated and fun. At the same time, it's frustrating and exciting. You meet somebody and in that moment, you're like texting back and forth. And a week part. later, a week later, you're not interested anymore. You're like, oh, all right, I've moved on. It's frustrating and exciting. So you got to take the frustration. He didn't reach out to you. That's frustrating. Yeah. But when you are on a date and you like the person, that's exciting. You're dating back and forth. That's exciting. You're about to meet him up. Yeah, I got a date tonight. I'm going to be in such and such place. Just know that in case I need you to call me and uh, bail me out. I like it's it. exciting. It's exciting. I like that excitement when people start dating. And I like it, the guy who throws the Hail Mary. 
I like those guys when I see them. I saw a, this is actually one of my friends. I saw them, we met this, we had this saying at Disney World, right? Like, if you don't get the girl's phone number, Magic Kingdom has her now. You'll never see her again. Yeah, I remember you mentioning that. Right? So my boy was talking to this girl, and now he he was already, conversation was already 10 minutes. Bus ride's about to stop. We text him, get the phone number, move on. Magic Kingdom's going to have her. And then he said, I think you should get my phone number. And she goes, why? And he says, because a lot of people think I'm a mushroom. And I was like, what the F is this guy going with it? He's I'm a mushroom. And she goes, why do they call you a mushroom? And he goes, because I'm a fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I heard you say this to me. Uh-huh. That's, uh-huh. look. The way, what, it, it, well, we cut that episode. That's why. Oh, uh, okay. Well, he, uh, look, people have different tactics. Shoot your shot. That's yeah, do, right. do it. Get I, out there. What's the worst? You ne- you didn't know her 30 minutes ago. You're not going to know her 10. Or him. Do it. Or him. Do it. I see. Uh, I saw another guy. Uh, <laughs> we were down there at the creek in the cave. He goes, hey, how are you? Uh, I don't need you to talk to me right now. I'm into the show. <laughs> 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 well played, my friend. Well played. Uh, next question. I like this one. What Next question is, uh, here we go. Uh, uh, hey, Lito and Waters. Why are guys so reserved in their emotions, and why can't we just cut to the chase and be raw with each other? Raw with each other. Uh, she must be a vegan. Raw. What's she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of classical conditioning there. Generations after generations of men have to be tough and boys don't cry and X, Y, and Z. Right. And so you just gotta, if you want to, you you, you have to change that in that in that person right if you happen to come across a guy who is not necessarily emotional right it's he's probably because he goes through his entire life people telling him to be tough be tough be don't cry hold it in right i'm gonna be real with you you know what i mean i wish i wasn't so tough when i met my lady because sometimes i want to be vulnerable but she didn't meet this vulnerable dude but you might not be with her now if you weren't who you are that's what i'm saying so when I, I, I listen, I'm she not, has to adjust to my vulnerability as I'm getting more vulnerable. She's adjusting. Well, you're with growing me. together. This is different now. Now your lives are intertwined. Right. It's different. And sometimes to to go, she's a white kid guy, so reserved. Sometimes you got to be reserved on emotions because somebody can't take all of what you are. And you and, ain't ready to see the full real deal. You're not ready to see me without makeup for real. And the reason you're with somebody is because you feel like this person knows you at some point right it's like this person knows me if you're handing out inner you to everybody what do you have left for your significant other it's a good point you know freaking seal can't be everything when he first come on people just see a big old scar on his face you know he's more than that you know what i mean (laughs) he's more than meets the eye you got to be raw with one another last one last one here we go now this is you we have to might double pack this in This is what she says. Hey, guys, I do understand that feminist movement is real and I support it. But sometimes I think it's hard that we losing that we are losing male chivalry and the pursuit. You have to. I could go. I can go on. Chivalry. Chivalry. Listen, I can go on a long time with this because you have to decide what side of the tracks you're going to be on. If you want a man to hold the door for you. Right. Right. It's a it's a old tradition. Right. Very old. And you, you, if that man's holding the door for you, then more than likely, right? Right. He's probably not doing dishes. 
because he was raised to hold door. And in that time back then, men didn't hold doors and do this. Now, if you want to change that in him. Correct. Dedicate some time to change that. I, I encourage that. Right. That, um, that might strengthen your relationship. But if a man's holding the door, then more than likely he knows how to change a tire too. Right. And, and a girl, if she does this, she more than likely knows how to cook. Because it's classical condition. People have been doing this. A man a man tells his son, listen, hold the door. Because that's what his father told him. And that's what he's seen too. Nurture yeah. too. What you've seen around you. I think <clears throat> sometimes, excuse me, chivalry can change a person's mood. Does that make sense? Can send the wrong direction. Explain. So I'm from the South, right? From the South. I grew up, my grandfather, my grandpa, my parents hold the door, right? Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Be respectful. Wait for a girl to walk to a car. Not even personal, just doing it because that's how I was raised, right? So sometimes I think that the chivalry can come off as in like, oh, he likes me. No, I'm just being nice. I'm just holding the door. I'm being a gentleman. Here's the You've thing. been around so many dogs, you don't know what a gentleman looks like. So now you think just a regular chivalry is like, oh, he's trying to give me. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. oh no, my, my sister. Let me break it down. Go ahead. Because we are in the time frame that we're in, the lines are so blurry, you have no idea what a person's intentions are when they're being nice or not being nice, right? So a person's holding the door for you, he might think, you might think, oh, this is, this is nice. Or you might think, well, he thinks I can't do it? Right. What does he I, want from me? I, I could hold my own doors. Right. Carry my own bags. Oh, you're going to hold the door and I'm supposed to take my clothes off that and bite confusing. on your neck? That's confusing. Do you understand? But it shouldn't be confusing. It's exciting too. See what I'm saying? No, th- it's everything. This is what I'm saying. It's it's confusing and exciting because that's what dating has been from time to time. It's just changed. Two steps with the time, moving in a direction where you feel happy, feel confident in yourself, and eventually you'll meet somebody or not. Or not. Or not. Seems like there's a lot of blurred lines. It's just look. Lines are blurred now. So you don't know what's going on. This but is chivalry dating. is real. Chivalry is still there. And sometimes I think I fall in the habit of doing that. So sometimes like, hey, get the door for the girls. And some of the girls are like, I can get the door myself. Like, yeah, you can. But when I'm here, I'm getting the door. Sorry. Yeah. Well, that's you. That's how you come across. Some people like, some people, because of, again, because of where we are, are like, oh, she can hold her own door. She can. And she can hold that door for me. Right. She can hold that door. And for I me. keep saying she because that's, that's. The na- we're two dudes. Right. So that's for me. But I'm we're also in a time where the man might tell a man, like, he can hold my door. He probably can too. Right. So Times have changed. It, the times have changed. So I I say two steps with the times. You have to be open. We're, be open to any kind of possible scenario. And be open-minded. Growth mindset. You have to unlearn what, you, what you've learned. And relearn and some re- old things. Relearn some old things. Hey. Well, look, ladies and gentlemen, we've reached our contractual obligation. No, we haven't. F that. We ain't reached our contractual obligation. We got some gems of the week. It's been two weeks, so we're all over the place. You, you know forgot. I mean? You forgot. That's okay. Gem of the week. What do we got? Uh, in light of our topic, right, adulting, I think that it's hard for people to go paycheck to paycheck to get to that dream, whatever their dream might be. So today's gem of the week are some jobs that you can make some money from home right because you don't want to some people don't want to go from one job and then travel to another job in a completely you know completely excuse me completely different area right um 
And so here's some jobs that you could do from home in your pajamas. Go ahead. Uh, we have some work from home is as a call center. You can do the Amazon. It has that available where you could just be a, a customer service rep from home. From home. From so home. Train you and everything else. Yeah, yeah. I'll put up the links for these. Yeah, put the links up. I might have to Ameri- get a second. <laughs> a third? What are you talking about? You hey, already have. I know. I like. I like working. American Express also has this available. This is the one I'm interested. In. Apple. Apple has a customer service. It's it's yeah. It's, they have a whole bunch. It's um, it's like tech support. It's advisors over the phone. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll put up this link. Put and up the link. Yeah, yeah. There's we'll another it. site. Uh, it's support.com. And this one's interesting. There's a couple of these, but if I'm not mistaken, this is the one where you can be a personal assistant. That's another idea if that's not the site other way. A personal assistant on your time, right? So you set up your own schedule for somebody who needs a personal assistant. You know, send this Say email. That again. You you can be a personal assistant for someone who needs a personal assistant. A virtual assistant. I got you. Yes. Sorry. A virtual assistant for somebody who, who needs, needs a, an assistant. Got you. So, you know, you set your own hours. Uh, they might just want you to send out some emails. You send out those emails. They might just need you to organize their 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 appointments. You do that. They might need a combination of things. You do that on your time and you charge your own rate. I'll put up the link for that too. Put up the link. That's a good one. Yeah. So, um, look, folks. There's so many ways to, to make a dollar, get to the dream, make a dollar. And there's different forms of adulting. Just don't settle for where the job you have. You need extra money or an extra side side gig. Make sure you check out these websites, Amazon, Google. We're going to put the links up. Uh, also, please email us. Email us. We need your email addresses. We'll give you premium comment, everything else. So leave your email address. You can send it through uh, email, which way is up at gmail.com with three Y's, which way is up with three Y's and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we will see you again uh, next week or this week. You never know. Peace up. A-Town down. (laughs) Thank you for coming out. Which way is up, man? Which way is up?